When I started to look into doing a podcast, I knew I had a lot to share and say, and I wanted to do it in an audio format. I was a little intimidated, not going to lie, about how I was going to go about recording and editing and distributing and all those things because technology is not my strong suit. Naturally, I can learn things. And so uh, when I started to take webinars and ask questions on Facebook and other platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best way to go. It's been a bit of a one-stop shop for me. I can record all of my episodes. I can edit them. It's been really nice because it's free. And when I started to do a podcast, it was, okay, how am I going to rebuild my practice? I had to close my practice down because of COVID, federal mandate. So how was I going to rebuild things? How was I going to give myself something to do because this defines me what i do it defines me so i really needed an outlet and the budget was like nothing so having this free option has been great um i am recording on my laptop but i can also record on my phone if i decide that's a way to go or maybe i don't have my laptop on me and so that's pretty exciting to know i can do it from there too um, they also take and distribute to various apps for people to listen on, which again, that is taking one stressor away from me so I can focus on my content. And if it's something you'd like to do, if you have something you'd like to say, I can't recommend it enough um, for somebody who's a newbie and starting out. And I, I feel like even if I wasn't, you know, new at this, if I was, it's been something I've been doing for a while, I would still like this platform because of the ease of everything. So if it is something you'd like to look into, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata. In this episode, we are talking about demystifying meditation. And please stop telling yourselves you can't. <laughs> um, I hear that so, so much. Oh, I can't meditate. I don't know how to do it. I'm not doing it right. My mind is just everywhere. First off, stop. Stop telling yourself this story that you are unable to do something that is something you have within yourself. I mean, this is something that's free. It doesn't cost anything. Um, it's really getting in touch with you and you know, you're, you're essentially just stopping your physical body so that the energetic and spiritual body and in your soul can kind of catch up with what's going on. You know, when you allow yourself to just be, and there's no distractions around you, you're meditating it, you're, you know, it's not so fixed or limited to think that you need to completely force your brain to stop. If, if that was the case, none of us would be meditating. 
I mean, my brain's constantly moving and going and I still value sitting in meditation or lying in meditation or sometimes in my bath and having that time for myself to allow things to present themselves while my physical being is not moving. And that's really important. We're constantly in motion and we need to move. We're, you know, we're meant to move, but we were also meant to stop and rest. And meditation is a great way to rest that physical body and have your mind start to see things um, a little bit clearer or, or just allow them to have, allow your brain to have its space to ping from idea to idea and just be able to step back and view it as opposed to interacting with it, right? Because when we're moving or upset, we're interacting with it. So when we're still, we can, we can, we can be a little less judgmental on ourselves. And that's, that's a real important thing to attempt to embrace and act out. I think we all benefit from that. Everybody around us and ourselves. So when you know we think about meditation in our in our brains kind of always being ahead or moving or having a hard time shutting down or or taking a bit of a rest you know it's always kind of in the lead right it's always um and it pulls the body along I mean just think of uh, you know, next time you're out walking, whether you're out walking on a, a walk on a path or you're walking to get somewhere, like say from your car to the store or maybe your car to meet somebody. Notice how your mind and your head likes to be a, in the lead, right? So it's almost like the top of your head is leading <laughs> this journey of you walking to wherever you're trying to get. And so then you just again, that brain is just being compounded with, I'm going to get there because I know what's going to happen. And then you're thinking about what's going to happen. You're playing out scenarios. You're playing out what you're going to say, what the other person's going to say, how the interaction is going to go. Um, you know, the things on your list, if you're going to the store. So if we can step back a little bit and be aware when we're moving, Okay, so when you're doing a movement like walking, try the next time to strike your heels. So strike your heels as you're walking into the store or you're walking to meet your friend. So at first when you're trying it, it looks a little bit like you're you know, a soldier, like striking your heels. Um, but once you get a groove and you get on your walking groove, you'll start to not look like you're doing anything intentionally. And what it does when you strike your heels when you walk is it, number one, forces your spine straight. So this is excellent. We want our spines to be straight. So all the, all the things around our spine can do their function properly and have space around them. It forces your head up, right? Because your neck's a part of the spine. So it forces head up as opposed to leaning forward, right? We see people as we they start to age, how you have that kind of hump neck. And because that, again, the brain's trying to 
do everything because it sees it. It's figuring it out before you get there. So striking the heels, the spine goes upright, the head goes up and above the heart. So you've got more of an alignment and you are walking. I kind of see it as leading with your heart as opposed to leading with your head. So physically and mentally and energetically, you'll get benefits from doing that. So that's just a way to think about our bodies when we're walking um, and what the brain body kind of connection is. So that's, that's why I brought up that example. So speaking of, you know, moving when we're, when we do certain, certain repetitive motions like running or dancing or yoga or even riding a bike, we, we get into a bit of a moving meditation, which is wonderful. I enjoy that space a ton. And I really feel like that type of meditation helps to get things going. So maybe I've already decided on the route I'm going to take, or I've decided on, um, I have this clear idea, you know, I have the big picture. When I move, a lot of times I, I start to see the pieces, parts of it. I start to see um, things coming together or not just coming together, but like making connections between. So that's really nice with a moving meditation. But this episode's all about sitting meditation or lying still, still meditation, being still. You know, life is constantly moving. And the one thing we can count on is change So when we can get still in our physical being, again, that energetic and spiritual bodies have a chance to kind of catch up or say, hey, let's let's get it out of this dense be- being, right? Because out of the spiritual, energetic, and physical bodies, physical is the densest. So that's the one that can take on stuff and it transmutes it if it doesn't have an outlet, if it doesn't have anywhere to go, it transmute, it transmutes an idea or not transmute. It interprets an idea if it, if it repeats too much and it's not for a soul's highest benefit into something maybe we don't want, um, some kind of disease or illness something that's not going to continue to benefit you and help you thrive. So there's quite a few misconceptions of why people, I feel like tell themselves they can't meditate. First off, I think it's important to get out of the mindset of I need to force my brain to stop. That's, I just think, (laughs) a really unrealistic way to think about meditation. 
and your your poor mind that is, you know, doing so much. I mean, if you're like me, you know, it, it actually, it sometimes it's before I go to bed. Sometimes it's in the morning. You know, I start to write myself a to-do list the size of my arm. And maybe on top of that, you have children, you have a spouse, you have fur children, you have all the these other things you need to tend to. So it's just unrealistic to think that you're going to be able to completely stop your mind when you give yourself that, you know, 10 minutes um, in the shower or, you know, whatever it is that you're giving yourself in the morning, in the evening, maybe in the middle of the day, whatever it is, that's just a little bit of an unrealistic way of thinking. So let's just scrap that. Don't get, don't think of meditation. I think it's an old way of thinking of meditation that you have to completely stop your mind from going in different places. And that leads me to the next reason I hear a lot of people say they can't meditate. And this next one I hear a lot, like a lot, a lot, that I have a monkey mind. Me too. <laughs> I have a monkey mind too. Like I just said, I write myself these lists. I'm thinking of all these things I need to do, all these experiences I've had, conversations I've gone through, going over in my brain, et cetera, et cetera. And what's a monkey mind? If you haven't heard that term, it's basically saying your mind pings from idea to idea. Okay, so it's it's not focusing on one thing. It's kind of going you know, to this, to that, and the other. And I invite you, if you feel like you do fall into this category, I do, I'm, fall, I'm falling into this category. <laughs> um, just let it happen. Let your brain do whatever it's going to do as you sit, as you lie, um, however you're comfortable, again, you want to be physically comfortable while you're doing this. So whatever works for your body, let it happen. See where it goes. Does your mind linger on one area more? You know, does it keep kind of going back to a person or conversation it kind of keeps repeating. You know, maybe you might think of something else and then that comes up again and then again and ask yourself what's going on. Ask questions. There's, you know, Hey, why is this coming up? Is there something I still need to look into with it? How can I get it, if it's uncomfortable, how can I get it to release? How can I get it to, to myself to let go of it? So it's not doing all of this. And on top of questions, breathe, <laughs> you know, sigh it out, breathe in and out your nose, you know, make some noise and let out whatever's frustrating you. Because a lot of times when we sit down, we're still, we're not moving around the irritations and the frustrations. 
and feeling angry or feeling sad. We're left with just feeling it. And I think this can also be a lot of why one might not want to sit down in meditation. When you sit down and something scary or tough might come up, like worry or a fear, or you felt ashamed about something, maybe you're desiring something that you're like, why do I keep desiring this person or this experience or that food or whatever it is? Then you could, you could fall into, uh, well, maybe I'm just resisting even getting into that space because I'm going to, I'm going to get into possibly some tough stuff. I think a lot of people think their mind's going to shut down. You know, I'm not doing it right. My mind's going to, but if I was doing it right, my mind's going to shut down and I'm going to go off to this blissful place. And I'm just going to like, there's going to be unicorns and rainbows and it's just, you know, la la land. This is, you know, all positive and again, unrealistic, right? Because maybe you didn't go through all that recently. Maybe you're not processing that. But if you sit with it and go, oh, that stunk. That behavior was bad. You know, if somebody said something mean to you, you, and maybe it makes you feel sad. Maybe it makes you feel PO'd. And address that with yourself. And then maybe you can write it down Maybe you can talk to a friend about it more clearly or therapist or significant other or whoever you might choose to talk about things that are emotional. And it's always nice to have an outlet for that. You know, the only way to get over the tough stuff is to go through it, right? So if you've already gone through the experience, then now that you're, you can step back and not have your body involved in it. And you can just have energetic body, spiritual body interacting with it. And you'll be able to have a little bit more of a calmness. Okay. Cause you'll be able to be a little bit more unbiased because you're stepping back. You're looking in and giving yourself some grace and coming from heart space with whatever had gone on. So I hope that's not scaring you <laughs> from meditating, but I, I wanted to go there. I really believe, especially right now in this time that we're in, we need everybody to face anything that's held them back from knowing the truth, from being their authentic self. Because when you step into that space in you, you're going to help others do that around you because they'll see how free you are with, with yourself, with others. Again, you know, it's, this is all tools on the journey, tools on the journey. There's a, uh, there's, I don't believe a, it's always just going to be just blissful, right? Um, but this is something that will help on the journey. 
when those tough things come up, a way of processing it. I've also heard, you know, I'm too busy to meditate. Well, guess what? (laughs) You need it the most. (laughs) When I am too busy, I know I need to sit down because I'm going to start spiraling. My mind's going to start going and going, and I'm probably going to sub my toe or do something that, you know, I don't want to have happen if I don't sit down and just give myself a little stillness. Okay. Again, it's have that physical body, the densest part of our being, excuse me, the densest part of our being be still and, you know, give yourself two minutes, five minutes. It doesn't have to be a big, long session. Just give yourself that time and allow what needs to unravel, start to unfold right? So you might just get like a little blip of it. You're like, oh, huh. Okay. This is coming up. We'll see what, you know, how that starts to unfold. Maybe you'll go for a run and you'll get a little bit more information from that little blip that you've got in your two minutes of sitting and breathing and being still. You know, when we keep our thoughts only in our head and it, it's almost like we think our body's somehow going to work it out. And again, it, it, it's really going to be hard for the body to work out what's going on ment- mentally, energetically, spiritually by itself. It needs help, right? It's all connected. So it all needs help. And, you know, when we neglect trying to release things and sitting with, with ideas, experiences, etc., then it can really take up root in our bodies. And things could come on that, you know, we don't want um, stomach aches or body aches. It just needs an outlet. So we can start to see meditation as an outlet for our bodies. Huh. It's not, not a bad way to think about it. So... I hope these queries of mine and ways of thinking about it. Of course, I'm a huge meditation fan. I do this all all the time. And sometimes I have long sessions and sometimes I have short sessions. Um, You can, and when you go to meditate, you can be sitting in a chair. You could sit on the couch. You can lie on your bed. You could lie on the couch. You could be in the bath. You don't have to be a certain way. You don't have to be on the floor on a meditation cushion. If that works for you, excellent. Especially when you're just getting into it. Again, having a straight spine is always desirable. Because then we have more of a direct conduit between our physical body and the astrals. But be comfortable. You know, if it's more comfortable for you to have a wedge under your knees or a wedge under your low back, listen to that. It's all personal to me. It's all personal. So start with what works for you and then add the, add the elements of meditation. And I encourage everybody to give it a try. Um, In the state of our world, we need everyone to start to come to 
what's been holding them back or keeping them from living their their truest self. You know, when we do that, it helps us to continue to be able to then reach out to others and connect in a meaningful way. And I think we're all really looking for that these days as we were isolated and away from each other and away from our interactions as we had known them. You know, we did really kind of have this chance to go inward as scary as it is and as tough as it is. So I don't want to dissuade you from meditation. It, you know, every time I sit down, I don't have some major experience come up. Sometimes it's like, Oh, sheesh, I couldn't find my mailbox keys. And I sit and um, I, I start to have, Oh, guess what? Check that pocket. Um, will come. So, I mean, that's light, right? That's not a, that's not a big, a big tough experience I'm trying to process through, but it's a part of doing the work. You can't just listen to a podcast, but I'm glad you're here. If you're listening or read a book or listen to a lecture, you really have to apply it. You have to apply your experiences that you're having in this body to your higher self. That's really important. So apply your experiences that you're having to your higher being and your higher self, that self that knows, knows exactly what you need. And you really will start to feel reports now. It's not going to be like, oh, it's going to take months. You'll start to feel stuff now. Um, just having that little time, pat yourself on the back. Um, hey, I, I gave myself those couple minutes. Or maybe, you know, even sometimes, you know, I've had people say they do it and they will meditate in the car, you know, before going to work that day or meeting or things like that. But we really need everyone able to shine your light and share your gifts. And we all have them. And we all deserve it. We all deserve to be in that space with each other and with ourselves. So thank you so much for tuning in to the infinite dance today and getting some information about what meditation is all about and that it's really just letting yourself physical being be still so that you can see a little bit clearer what's going on. So I will have a bonus episode to this one. It will be in my Patreon which is patreon.com forward slash the infinite dance. We're going to delve deeper into a step-by-step -step process on getting into meditation and a meditative state. Um, in April, I'm going to have a 21 day meditation transmutation, and that will be up on YouTube. So that will be something you could tune into every day. There'll probably be like total 
10 minutes. It'll be all levels and you can really go ahead and look into how you meditate. I have a Facebook group called The Infinite Dance. If you'd like to join, send me a request. I'd love to have you. If you'd like a private reading, you can go to ancientbodyworks.co and sign up for a private reading or clearing. And every Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I do a guided meditation on Zoom. It's another way to get into meditation. Again, I appreciate you being here. Continue to ask all the good questions and be curious. And I invite you to ask yourselves and others, may I have this dance?